welcome to Happened Here. People, places and the stories they tell. I'm Robbie Stamp, host of this episode, Busking. This episode tells the stories of the role of Covent Garden in the rise of a young songwriter from struggling busker to global superstar and an unlikely meeting that created an ephemeral moment of musical magic. But we'll start in Victorian times. In 1850, busking meant selling your wares, actual items such as foodstuffs or your performance in an inn. Musicians and singers working out on the streets were known as street entertainers. Henry Mayhew documented their lives, as well as many of London's poor and struggling. He has become known as the creator of investigative journalism and a social reformer. He wrote, There are the street musicians and their different classes, as street bands, brass and mixed, street Ethiopians, farmyard fiddlers, horse organs, Italian organ boys, hurdy-gurdy players, blind and crippled fiddlers, and violoncello and clarionet players. In this story, we hear the tale of one of his interviewees. Without further ado, let's begin. London's West End and 55 Albany Street, NW1. A tom-tom player. Written by Sarah Fleming. Performed by Robbie Stamp. Early May, 1850. Henry Mayhew, portly, slightly losing his hair, shuffles out of his house near Regent's Park and walks down his quiet, stuccoed street towards London's West End. Approaching Covent Garden, above the hubbub now of the Victorian streets, he can hear a drum. Excellent. He's been interviewing street entertainers about their lives, Italian organ boys, hurdy-gurdy players, blind and crippled fiddlers. He wants a drummer now. He weaves his way past a girl crying, Watergrass! Past chattering ladies in wide crinolines, past a knife grinder's shrieking millstone, past beggars calling for pennies, following the drum. Crossing the road, a Malay street sweeper quickly steps in front of him, brushing horse dung out of his path. Mayhew tosses him a coin, and hurries on. There, a handsome Bengali, black, glossy hair and beard, long, dark Indian jacket, is singing in Hindustani, beating his oyster-barrel-shaped drum. Mayhew watches the drum player's hands flap about from the wrist like flounders out of water as the performance reaches its crescendo. Mayhew joins in with the loud applause, coins chink. Mayhew has a contract with the newspaper the Morning Chronicle, to write about the London poor. Bankrupt several times over himself and disinherited by his father, Mayhew empathises with their condition. Now a journalist, he can bring their plight to public attention. In his letters to the paper, he's categorised his interviewees as those that will work, those that cannot work, and those that will not work. Street musicians are in the first category, but the money earned barely affords room and board. The chances of betterment, in Mayhew's view, are nil. Back on the Covent Garden street, the drummer smiles with exquisitely white teeth, the smile lighting up his intelligent face and gives an oriental salute, a low bow, before he begins his statement. 
Mayhew now discovers that the Bengali's descent into poverty is entirely not his fault. The drummer had been born in Calcutta, India. He came to Britain with a British military officer he'd worked for there to continue in his service, but the soldier had died, suddenly leaving the man homeless, jobless, and without a reference. And without the latter, he had found it impossible to get another job. Mayhew continues to take his statement in the man's own words. I not beg in street, so I buy tom-tom for ten shillings. My last money left, and I start to play in streets. When tom-toms were new to the streets, the Bengali earned himself up to six shillings a day. But, as Mayhew himself has noticed, there are fewer and fewer Indian street sweepers and more and more Indian drummers. It was something new then, but nine or ten months it was something old, and I took less and less until now a hardly good piece of bread. When the interview is over, Mayhew retraces his steps home through the cacophonous streets, the level of sound gradually diminishing as he leaves the West End behind. In the quiet of his study, Mayhew reflects on his letter number 52, recently printed in the newspaper. He had introduced street entertainers and written, even the best street performance affords but a scanty subsistence. But they all agree that after they have once taken to the streets, it is almost impossible to get any other employment. They are too well known to be engaged by anyone. Mayhew sighs as he picks up his pen to write of today's encounter. This would, no doubt, be the lot of the poor Bengali drummer, too. Mayhew's letters and other writings were collated into a four-volume book, London Labour and the London Poor. Luckily, today's buskers don't have to expect a lifetime of poverty, and some make it to the very top. Covent Garden Piazza. The sound of a whole orchestra. Written by James Rampton and performed by Lulu Freeman. You're early to work that morning, stepping into the circle line tube train, still rubbing sleep from your eyes, first coffee of the day in hand. You notice, on the seats opposite, a tousled, unruly mop of bright red hair poking out of a sleeping bag. Looking closer, you notice a guitar that has very much seen better days, wedged behind the bag. At that moment, a cheerful face appears from beneath the ginger thatch and flashes you a winning smile. Good morning, Ed Sheeran. Within four years, that same smile was gracing stages and teenagers' bedroom walls all over the world. But between 2008 and 2010, the teenage wannabe guitarist didn't have two plectrums to rub together. Bereft of money or a place to reside, Sheeran busked by day slept on the circle line by night, every morning making a beeline for a busking spot in Covent Garden Piazza. Grabbing the attention of tourists with short attention spans, he developed a preternatural ability to create the sound of a whole orchestra with just an astonishing voice and an even more astonishing guitar technique. Sheeran learned the art of looping in his mid-teens using a foot pedal to record a phrase played on his guitar, 
before looping it as he continued to play, building up the sound again and again. He also added an entire rhythm section using a simple yet mesmerising tapping technique on the body of his guitar, which was in turn looped. It was primal, powerful, original, and stopped tourists and more jaded locals in their tracks. But for all that, life on the streets was no breeze. In his book, A Visual Journey, Sheeran recollects some of his lowest moments. In 2010, there was an arch outside Buckingham Palace that has a heating duct, and I spent a couple of nights there. So the singer may well have worn a wry grin when he returned to the same location in rather different circumstances just four years later and performed at Buckingham Palace in front of thousands of fans for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee concert and again at her Platinum Jubilee in 2022. In an episode that completes the circle, Sheeran paid tribute to the joy of busking. In 2017, he issued an apology to a busker who was barred from Facebook for putting up covers of his songs. He messaged the aspiring singer, Charlotte Campbell, to say, Just seen your video. I bloody love seeing people cover my songs. One of the best things I get out of this job is seeing other people find enjoyment too. I've had a word and I'll get it sorted. Sorry again. Keeping doing what you do. Tis ace. Ed. Campbell, who was subsequently readmitted by Facebook, confessed that she was shaking and ecstatic when she discovered that the global superstar bothered to come to her aid. Addressing the musician directly, she said, Even though you're hugely successful, you still remember what it's like to be a small artist and a busker, and it's really great. Thank you very much, Ed Sheeran, for being a lovely guy. Sheeran's response can surely be summed up by the title of one of his biggest hits, Perfect. Determination is often the key ingredient of success in any field, maybe especially so in one as competitive as music. But is it true that any dream will do? Trafalgar Square, London. Busking changes everything. Written by James Rampton, performed by Zach Ghazi-Tobati. Over the past few months, Stephen Barry had made that busking spot on Trafalgar Square his own. It seemed as if there was only one figure on that square more often than Stephen, Admiral Nelson himself. Stephen had built up a loyal cadre of fans who assembled at his usual place in front of St Martin in the fields. Their exchanges with the amateur singer, who had a day job in a gym, fell into a familiar pattern. Love changes everything? You've got it. Superstar. Coming right up. But on that sunny afternoon in September 2016, Stephen noticed a new face had joined the ranks of musical theatre de Fossi ranged around him. This new fan was inconspicuously leaning on a bollard, nonchalantly picking at a salad bowl. Like his food, he looked pretty common or garden. He was standing several yards away from Stephen, which meant the busker was unable to make out the stranger's features properly. Always keen to impress potential new aficionados, the busker hurled himself into one of his stone-called showstoppers. 
Stephen was just two bars into Till I Hear You Sing from Love Never Dies, Andrew Lloyd Webber's sequel to Phantom of the Opera, when something quite extraordinary happened. The mystery bystander casually sauntered over to Stephen, leant into his mic and launched into a note-perfect duet. Only then did his face come into focus. Stephen could scarcely believe his eyes or ears. It was Ramin Karim Lou, the globally renowned Iranian-Canadian singer who had originated the role of the Phantom in Love Never Dies, one of Stephen's absolute idols. The busker quickly gathered himself. This was not the moment to fall apart. Over the next three minutes, he held his own with his hero, throwing splendidly melodramatic shapes with his hands and flaring his nostrils as if his life depended on it. The generous Ramin even stepped back and let his co-star grab the limelight as Stephen held the difficult final top note for a full 12 seconds. Bravissimo. Busking changes everything. The two singers came from very different places. Stephen grew up in Tralee in rural Ireland, while Ramin was born in Tehran. However, in the 1979 revolution, while he was still a baby, his family was forced to leave in a hurry because Ramin's father was in the Shah's immortal guard of imperial Iran. The unit took its name from the Immortals, an elite troop of Persian soldiers dating back to the Achaemenid Empire in 550 BC. So, from singing to soldiering, there is clearly a seam of immortality running through the Karimlu family. Every one of them has a touch of the superstar. But whatever their varied backgrounds, in that moment, Stephen and Ramin were in perfect harmony on that pavement in Trafalgar Square. A coda. In 2017, Stephen put an audition video on his Facebook page in the hope of attracting the interest of a musical's producer. He didn't succeed, but laughed that the act of uploading the film was still spreading a decent video of terrific hand acting and unending nostril drama. However, like most musicals, the story does have a happy ending. In 2021, Stephen finally achieved his dream when he landed the lead role in a production in Cleveland, Ohio of the popular musical The Choir of Man. Doggedness never dies. Great buskers happen here, there, and everywhere. Happened here. People, places, and the stories they tell. Hi, my name is Zach. I read the story about Stephen Barry and Ramin Karimalu. Now, as a musical theatre lover and half Iranian, I have a lot of love for Karimalu, so it was a real pleasure to perform this story. Come and join the community at happenedhere.com, and we'll see you there. If you enjoyed this episode, please share... Tell your friends and leave us a kind review and a rating on your podcast platform of choice. It really does make a difference. But for now, everybody involved in Happened Here, the writers, the hosts, the performers, thank you for listening. Do come again. We've got lots more stories to tell. <laughs>